Welcome to Limitless Women Podcast. I'm your host, Pamela Salord, and I'm committed to interview powerful and inspirational women from all around the world to share with you their successful stories despite all real-life circumstances in order to help each other grow in all areas of our life. Hello, my beautiful souls. Welcome back to another episode of Limitless Women Podcast. I hope you all are healthy and safe and keep positive energy to keep moving forward. My guest today is Sheila Salvador. She's a fascinating woman that shares her commitment and passion for fitness and how this helped her to keep her life in balance. We also talk about the unique biking ninja training and why a strong mindset helps us to have a better mental, emotional, and physical strength. It's not how much you can lift what makes you strong, but how functional your body can be for a longevity life. This interview was recorded before COVID-19 lockdown. And Sheila is a great example that we can have a perfectly functional body and mind anywhere and at any time. I hope it makes you move and take care of our bodies as much as I did after listening this inspiring woman. Enjoy! Sheila, welcome to Limitless Women. I'm really happy that you're here and super grateful that you took time. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me. I'm honored. I would like you all to hear how I know this amazing woman. We work out at the same gym and I saw this amazing woman who was always doing different type of exercise and their workouts was like totally different. So we always get there at the same time That's right. and I am always warming up and while I'm like stretching I have the time to look around and I'm always looking at her, what she's doing and what way and what. So I always wanted to ask her, but either for one thing or another one, I couldn't get to her. <laughs> and one day, yes, I have to talk to her. So I introduced myself to her and I asked her, like, are you an instructor or a teacher? Like, right. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so that was nice. That was great that you came up to me because I know that some people don't, you know, they're curious about me using the steel mace, which is really the, the main implement that I use in my fitness training. I mean, I use kettlebells as well and some, you know, dumbbells, but steel mace is, you know, predominantly what is what I use. And what I like about it is that it allows me to get stronger in all planes of motion. Right? Like when you're at a squat machine, you're just like up and down, right? And I've been doing conventional training for a long time, for many years, and I actually even did a fitness competition like 10 years ago, over 10 years ago. But through Instagram, the wonders of Instagram, I did find, I saw this across my feed, they you know recommend all these fitness people, and I saw Isik Milan. Isik is his nickname, but it's Eric Isik Milan who did, who created this biking ninja system which is based on steel mace and body weights, but it's a whole, it's more than that, but that's what, how I started. And so I started following him. I started doing the, I started looking at his feed and then I Googled, you know, steel mace in Toronto, like who can teach this? Because I preferably, I like to go in person to learn versus online. And so I found Adam Lecker on Instagram and then he had a class that he taught out of Apex Training Center at the time that I 
took it. So I took his classes, and then he invited Isak from like Texas to come and teach a workshop. So then I just like fell in love with the whole training system. And basically, you're doing a lot of rotational movements, and I realized. You know, strength is not just about how much you can lift above your head, exactly, but about being strong in you know all you know you know angles of movement, positions, and being in control. And you have to really engage the core. You're using a lot of tension, pulling and pushing into the weight, the steel mace. Then you're sw- you've seen me swing the steel yes. mace, the three sixties, right? Those are not easy to do, and you have to you know learn the technique to it. And it's about. Engaging your core, and you don't really know how strong you are until you, and it identifies all your weaknesses, which is what I like. So I started with a 10 pound for a year before I bought a 15 pound, which I still feel like I need to get more solid in. So yeah, so you see me swinging the, the steel mace, but yeah, I love and I love the martial arts, you know, of that training because there's also and I also did more Viking ninja workshops where I did the I did striking, just boxing. I did. The white belt certificate last year, and I also did their weapons workshop out in the U.S. and that was like with learning nunchucks and the bow staff. So that was fun. I don't think I don't know if you've seen me at the gym doing that. I don't always bring it with me because I don't want to really draw attention to. It. So I'll, I'll do it at home. I'll practice at home. But yeah, I just love that martial arts aspect of it. So it's very unconventional. It's you know? super unconventional. So and that's what amazed me when you said, "No, I'm not a trainer or anything like that." Yeah. I was, "Well, then, what kind of I'm just a good student. You I'm are a very hard working student." Yeah, and she just <laughs> responded, "Biking ninja." And I was like, uh, <laughs> "What is that?" <laughs> and she's playing me, but she's playing right now. But people that are not really into fitness or unconventional mm-hmm. training, can you explain us a little bit more what you're training about? Like how I started, or like my you know, like how's your workout so they can oh, understand a little bit like what, what are I your do? movements? So with the steel mace, like you know, you really start off with body weight. You can't really, you shouldn't really load your body in movement if you don't, if you can't do it. With your body, so if I'm doing, for example, switch squats with a steel mace or a lateral lunge with a steel mace, I shouldn't really start doing that without first doing it without the implement, right? Before I can load my movements, I should be able to do it as a body in just with body weight. So yeah, that's really how I started, and it just you know I do a lot of mobility work, so I'm doing 10 to 15 minutes of mobility work, so. You know, without warming up, you know, you need to warm up the joints. Without proper range of motion, you're going to be very limited with how you move with the steel mace. So I'm, you know, I'm, you're always rotating, you're moving through different planes of motion, as I mentioned before, and you need to be able to prep your joints properly with mobility work. So I, I start off my workout with 10 to 15 minutes of that first, including the stretching. Yeah, that's part of it. I mean, I don't really do stretching per se. It's like more like the mobility drills that you see me doing mm-hmm. at the gym, right? Where I'm moving each joint. So I'm doing my neck, my I'm doing some thoracic stuff, and I'm doing my shoulders, my rotator cuffs, my wrists, because it's a lot of grip work with the steel mace. So if I'm not warmed up, I, I find it very hard. There have been times where I don't have, I feel like I don't have time, and without the mobility work, or mobility drills. My workout is compromised. You know, I'm not. I'm more prone to injury, and because I'm getting older, you know, it's really more important to do that joint. You know, 
joint mobility. Absolutely, I, yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. That's one of the practices that we're doing every single day. It makes your body more flexible, more healthier. Yeah, and it just prepares the body, right? Exactly. It preps, it preps your joints for the work that's to come, right, before you load it. So you're talking about the strength that you have to have. But like more than physically, it's also mentally. Sure, yeah. You know, it's taught me, I mean, you, it's a very different way of training. So you have to, I've learned because I'm naturally hyper and I want to, I, I tend to like, I speak fast, I rush, I walk fast. The stillness has really taught me to be patient and to be, to slow things down. It's easy to do things quickly, right? Because, but then you're not really uncovering weaknesses if you're doing things so quickly. But, you know, try try moving with the stillness very slowly and you'll see just how strong or weak you are, right? And it's just getting that, that balance on both sides because one side's always gonna be more dominant than the other. So that's what I like about, about the stillness. It, it also like reveals those, you know, weak links, if you will. Right, so and be conscious of every single movement that mm -hmm. you're doing. Well, you, you always need to radiate tension because you know otherwise you're not, you're not getting anything out of it. You, the, the weight will drop, right? Or you can like yeah. injure yourself really exactly, so, especially yeah. with the weight. Right, right, exactly. So does this discipline change your life, or what has been the impact? Yeah, I mean, it's sure it has a, a deep impact in the sense that you know you really dig deep into this practice and it actually kind of I know it's gonna sound cliche but it it kind of brings that warrior spirit within you know it kind of awakens that spirit and I feel like I can conquer anything whenever I leave the gym you know so it translates like what I do physically um, always translates mentally and emotionally for me and, and it makes me feel ready for whatever's gonna unfold going to unfold in for the rest of my day you know that's awesome yeah strong body strong mind Absolutely, I agree. So, what's your approach when you're in motivation? Well, I use um, like discipline, then I, I just have to, you know, rely on my discipline, you know, when I don't have the motivation to get up naturally. I'm a morning person, so it's not that big of a stretch for me to get up. But times like this in the winter, you know, and I sometimes get, sometimes uh, I have SAD, seasonal affect disorder, so there are those mornings where I can't get up. I don't want to get up, but I have this dimmer in my in my room. And so as soon as my alarm goes off, I turn that dimmer on, the light, and so it, it's not like this assault to my, you know, eyes. It's, it's very uh, subtle. And so that eventually gets me up. And, you know, I just think about if I don't get up and not gonna feel good about my day. I just think about how good I'll feel after my workout. I never leave the gym feeling, oh, I wish I didn't go today. I wish I had slept in. I rarely think that. The only time I don't make it to the gym is if I know my body needs that rest. Say I went to bed too late, or I worked out too hard, or whatever. If I know I'm gonna have a super long day that day, and I need that rest, then I'll, I'll take that rest. Yeah, we do it as well. Sometimes we haven't have enough sleep, you don't perform the same way. Right, exactly. Like you, you cannot give the energy that you are lacking. Yeah. So sometimes you also need to listen to your body. Yeah, absolutely. Like people underestimate rust. It's recovery, right? That's where all the work happens in recovery. You can't pour from an empty cup, right? You know that phrase that, you know, so you've got to recover before you can perform again. So knowing that fitness lifestyle it's super important for you and it's one of your priorities in your life mm -hmm. let's think about well i want 
you to let them know also that fitness is not the only thing that you do for a living. So you are a business analyst. Right. It's totally different. Right, right. I'm in the corporate world. It's a very sedentary, I guess, part of my life because I'm at a desk in front of my laptop pretty much eight hours a day. So that's why fitness is even more so important to me because it gets me moving. And it's certainly, an hour is certainly not enough to offset that. So I really just try to, that's why I do so much like moving, like, you know, walking, taking the stairs, whatever I can do. You know, even when I'm sitting at my desk at work, I, I don't stay. I, I, I stand up a lot and I get up. I take a lot of walk breaks. So yeah, but no, it's not my, fitness is not my livelihood, but it's, it is the way, it is my life. It's, you know, it's ingrained into my lifestyle because it centers me. It's fun, it's how I express myself, you know, it's how I connect to myself and to others around me. How do you balance the competitive worlds of your fitness lifestyle, your home personal life, and work? It's, fortunately for me, my work is not stressful, nor does it require travel, like some of my colleagues or that have to travel. So, and, I don't, and like I mentioned, I'm a morning person, so I get up early, and go to the gym. I don't spend two hours at the gym. I'm there like an hour, pretty much average an hour, you know, 10 to 15 minutes on the mo you know, mobility drills. I'll do some skills training, a workout, and then, you know, cool down for five or 10 minutes. And that's the hour. And then I get ready for work. I do a lot of preparation. So the night before I prepare what I'm gonna wear at the gym, so I'm not looking for anything. I set myself up so that it's not, so it's easy. You know? And not a waste of time. Yeah, so I'll, I'll have all, everything laid out. I'll, I'll pretty much have an idea of what I'm going to work out. I, I try to plan out what I'm going to do. And so I'm, you know, efficient. And that's another thing about the steel maze training is, you know, they're efficient workouts. So you don't need to spend hours at the gym. And then I go to work. And then after work, you know, because it's not stressful, I don't really have to work overtime. And I have a lot of time for, you know, personal time with friends, family, relationship. Awesome. What would you tell to women of your age that they put work or family as an excuse sometimes that they don't have time to work out? But I'm asking you because right. at your age you have a fantastic shape. Thank you. And so what would you tell them? I mean, I know there are, you know, everyone's got different priorities, right? They have kids, a family life, or of some, you know, of, you know, there's like five in the family, and, and um, some women of my friend, uh, my female friends, they are challenged, but there are ways that you can just even do workouts at home, 20 minutes. I mean, you can do a lot in 15 to 20 minutes. So I really do try to encourage them to do that. I mean, and some of my friends already do work out, but I, I suppose other people who don't necessarily make it a part of their lifestyle. I would, I would just encourage them to do that, to be strong for their children when they're older. That if you don't make time for exercise, for fitness or movement, whatever people call it, I mean, there's so many different definitions people are saying or are giving, is that you'll make time, you know, you don't want to make time for illness. You know, it's going to be more costly. It affects the quality of your life. I mean, I see some people who should not be you know, that overindulge, let's say, and don't properly take care of themselves. And it shows, and it shows in their energy, and the way they feel, you know, but 
but there's a lot of a lot of people I'm around are pretty healthy, so it's good. And that helps. Yeah. And right. like sometimes you are the impact to them, or people are the inspiration to you yeah. towards having a better lifestyle, having mm-hmm. a healthier lifestyle. There's gyms everywhere too. There's like it's not impossible to work out. You can work out at home. I, I mean, some of my friends have really. You know, kind of nice homes, and they can easily work out in their backyard or in their somewhere in their living room. If I can work out in my living room, I'm sure they can as well. So there are ways to. I mean, there are even hotel workouts, right? When you're traveling, right. there's yeah. so many out there that they, mm-hmm. you know, that you can do. There, there's really no excuse. You know, you can do things like walk more. You know, don't drive. You know, that can take you. So what if it takes 15 minutes to walk somewhere? Then walk. Don't take the escalator. You Take the stairs, get off the subway two stops earlier and walk. Right, and there's so many ways you to do it. Feel much better. Mm-hmm. You do, and people don't realize that if they just start somewhere, anywhere, just walking. You know, I live near a park, so I also I like to run. So it's easy for me to run through the park, or just even walking. Tons of people are always walking. You know, and you can, and it's a beautiful walk. So you're not even thinking about the distance, right? You're just walking through the park. It takes you half an hour to get to the other side. So, yeah, it's not. It doesn't have to be this big, intense, one-hour, you know, all-out sweat workout. There's many ways to start moving. You just got to start. Fitness has been part of your life since a long time ago.、Hmm. So you shared with me a couple of pictures when you were back in time in, on fitness competition. Yeah. Yes. And how is it? Yeah, sure. I. I think I took fitness or exercise or working out more like seriously. I was, you know, I guess the weekend warrior you'd call it. Like when I was much younger, but I think when I turned 39, that was like the magic number for me. I had put on this weight, and I was, a, you know, I was six months away from turning 40, and I thought, what happened to me? I used to always be pretty, you know, I took care of myself, and then all of a sudden I was 18 pounds overweight, or that's what I thought I was. Like I don't know. Exactly what it was, but you know, all of a sudden my clothes were like not fitting too tight. tight. Yeah, <laughs> too tight, and I just didn't. You know, it made me feel old. So I just, you know, I wanted to take care of myself again. I wasn't feeling good about myself, and I didn't, you know, didn't have a lot of energy. So I hired a trainer, you know, in the beginning, and I worked out a lot, and that helped. And I, you know, I ate better. Of course, diets, you know, has a lot to do with that. So I just changed my eating habits. And worked out consistent. It's really about consistency and, and just building it into your lifestyle. I didn't do any fad diets or you know any quick like you know severe change. You know I just really tried to make improve my lifestyle. And in three months, you know there was a big difference. I actually had to buy new clothes because nothing fit me anymore. And that was just because I was just eating better and I'm working out more. And then gradually, I guess at the time, you know aesthetics was. <laughs> My driver, my motivator for working out, and I was saying to my brother and sister-in-law, who are really big into fitness, I said, "Why, you know, why can't I get a six-pack?" And you know, so at the time, and、uh, they said, "Oh, why don't you do a fitness competition?" Which I would never imagine myself doing, but I thought I would just take the challenge, and、uh, I spent more time with them. And they, at the time, my nephews were really young, so I saw them more often. They lived outside of Toronto, an hour drive outside of Toronto. So it's also a nice bonding time, family time, and I would, my brother would give me these workout plans, and they would assess, you know, my progress every few weeks. 
And so I did this competition for five months. I trained. The diet was the hardest part. The working out was not that difficult for me. I mean, it was difficult in the sense it was very intense. I worked out like six times a week, but the diet was the hardest. I was not prepared for eating so lean and not being allowed to eat fruit the last month or so. And but I did it, and it was fun. And I liked that you know you put in the hard work, consistency, and you'll see the results. Yeah, like it was a morning show. It was very grueling. A lot of makeup, you know, uh, to put on. Like a lot of work to go into it. And in the morning, you had to qualify for the evening show, which I did. I, you know, I, I I placed, which was the cherry on top. But I didn't want. Heck, I was too tired. I didn't want to go in the evening. It was enough to just be able to go on stage. And I had my family and friends, my closest family and friends, come and support me, which was really great. But you know, I set out to do what I wanted to do. I didn't really need to. Continue competing in the evening for like whatever awards. I was I was fine with that. So after that, then then I discovered you know obstacle races. I did the Spartan race. I did the Spartan race trifecta. So the there was three versions of it. I think like six k, the beast. I don't forget the names. Like the it was Spartan something, Spartan beast, Spartan. There was three races: six k, fifteen, and twenty one k. Wow. So we did. I did those. And with a friend, and then I did the Tough Mudder, which was really awesome. It was more about athletics, and that became more my thing. I really like. I wanted to see what I could do. You know, being in my 40s, can I can I move this way? And I and you know, I could. So it was a challenge to yourself. Yeah, always. I always want to challenge myself. It's always I enjoy the process. I love learning. I love doing. You know, the you know, do do I have to be first in the Spartan race? No, but. But I like that I could do it, and that I finished it. It's awesome, you know. And then, uh, and then, you know, later on, I found the, the steel maze, the Viking through the Viking ninja systems. So that was really great, and I and I enjoyed doing that. Listening to you, I can feel that you are a very committed woman to whatever you are doing. And what has been your greatest sacrifice when you commit to something in life in general, or to fitness? Yeah, I guess the fitness competition was the most where I had to sacrifice in terms of foods I wanted to eat that I couldn't eat. I couldn't socialize very much because you know socializing for me involves with my friends, you know, dining and you know having wine. I couldn't drink any alcohol. I couldn't have cheese. I couldn't really have bread. So you know, isolating myself wasn't really fun. But I did it just to see if I could do the work. You know. And then, in terms of anything else, sacrificing, I don't really think there was anything I had to really sacrifice much to do what I wanted to do. That's awesome. Who was or who is the most influential woman that has been a teacher for you or to lead the way you are? Well, that's an easy question for me to answer. That would be my mom, Elsa. Was her name Elsa? Yeah, and she was amazing because I feel like my life parallels hers, or is somewhat similar in that I consider myself a late bloomer. So I, you know, I don't. I've kind of come into my life lessons, or learned a lot about myself as I got older. And my mom was, you know, my parents were in this not very. Let's say very happy marriage, and so they separated for years, 
and they divorced. You know, I guess they officially divorced in her early 50s. And then she moved out of the country. She had an opportunity to, to work outside the country. And she met her partner, this wonderful guy. And she was just happy. She was just this different person. She was free from, from a marriage she wasn't necessarily happy in and didn't feel like she could be who she really wanted to be. You know, so here's my mom. At the time, this was before emails, too much of e like even email was a popular way of communication, but she would write me letters and she'd say, you know, oh, today John and I went on his Harley Davidson, I was on his motorcycle, we went here, and you know, she's traveling, she's doing all these wonderful things and she's in love, you know, and I see her when they come to visit, you know, whenever they came to visit, she was like, I'd never seen her so free with herself, so happy and so in love. And it was great. And this is a woman who fell in love in her late 50s and who passed away 20 years ago. But, you know, she left this. She had actually said to my aunt, my, her sister, she said, if I were to die tomorrow, I would die a happy woman. And I was like so moved by that, you know, wow. because she led her life, the last years of her life, you know, being true to herself, you know, doing all the things she wanted to do and traveling, you know. And I remember one of the last phone conversations we had was she said that she wanted to take this like, she goes, let's do a big girls trip, Sheil. And uh, awesome. and I said, yeah, yeah, sure, mom. And uh, we never did get to do that. So maybe it was seven years ago, I took a trip on my own for three months. And that was sort of like, I dedicated that trip to her. It was the trip that I wish we would have been able to do. Maybe not that long. I don't think my mom could travel for three months, but but yeah, so I did that and I, I loved it. I loved, I love that her spirit still lives. I can see it. I love that. What makes you happy? People in my life. I have really great people I surround myself with. Very positive, loving people who support me, lift me up as I do them. These are friends that have been in my life for like decades, you know. And I have a cousin I'm really super close to. She's like my sister who's always like my sounding board. And uh, my brothers, I adore them. They're always there for me. So, and like even like at work, like I work with really good people, you know. So nothing really in my life is worth, you know. I'm not really concerned about material things. I mean, they're nice to have, of course, but you know, having a new jacket's not gonna make me happy, right? But when I had, like, I, I just with one of my best friends last Saturday, we had dinner at one of my favorite restaurants, and we couldn't stop laughing. Like we were. We were inspired with some ideas that we want to work on together, and you know that jazzes me up. You know, my um, circle of friends and family are the most important to me. I couldn't even, you know, that's my world. You know, I don't think I could move anywhere else if if I wasn't close by to them. So that's what makes me happy. That's incredible. That's what makes you driven mm -hmm. and be motivated. Yeah, inspired. They inspire me. They inspire me to be a better person, right? They humble me. I love that. Telling. A little bit more of your story. Is there anything that you could say to your 19-year-old self? Yeah, I would probably say like, don't care what people think. Do what you want to do. I think, I think in my 20s, I was more concerned about appearances or what you know. I don't know if that's the right. Like, if I want to, well, I think around the yeah. age that you care about, Sh right? Yeah. Right. You don't want to appear like different but it's okay to be different it's okay to follow your own path right like everyone has their own path their own time you know i love to be different <laughs> yeah you know so i think i would tell myself to 
care less about what people think and like follow your heart. You know, I know that's so cliche, but it's you know often cliches are true. But yeah, I would I would have been a little more adventurous. I think I'm a lot more adventurous now than I was back then. You know, like I wanted to travel more. I'm glad that I worked for a while before I went back to, before I went to university. So I went to, I didn't go to university right after high school. I mean, I did go to college, but I, I wanted to get a degree, and so I went back in my mid twenties. University, I, I loved it. Like I enjoyed going to school at the time that I was ready for it. You know, to choose what you really wanted to. Yeah. Right. So yeah, everyone has their own way, and I think it's okay if your way doesn't look like everybody else's. That's what I would say to my 19-year-old self: is a, don't care about what. I, Don't worry so much about what people think, and B, you know, your way, your path is not going to look like everybody else's, and that's okay. It would be boring if we were all the same. I agree. You know, so but you don't. I mean, I didn't have that. You know, that experience kind of teaches you that, right? Later yeah. on. So, yeah. And there's anything or things that you will to remind yourself in five years? I mean, I don't really think about that. I mean, you know, life is so short. You know, and I think I mentioned only my mom I, that I lost twenty years ago. I lost my parents a week apart twenty years ago, and that really informed how I my approach to life, how I look at life. Not immediately, but over the years, it did. And, and life's too short, so you can't. I mean, yes, you should prepare for the future and all that stuff, but you can't. You also have to remember to live today, right? And not not always. Worry about the future that you forget the present that you forget to stop and smell the roses. So I, I really try to be present more. If you would be able to have a conversation with your mom, oh gosh, what are the things that you would like to address, or how, what kind of experience would you like to have with her? I would love to have a trip with her. I would love to take her on a trip, treat her on a trip. I'd like her to know that I was doing well, you know. And I just finished school and I was just starting my career, so you know, I wish she got, she was able to see that. I think she'd be proud, you know. And I would have loved to take her on a trip and just on a girls' trip that she wanted to do. That's what I would have liked. There's anything specific that you would like to tell her that you always have in your mind that I have to tell this or that I mean, to my mom? My mom always knew we were always affectionate. My mom knew I loved her for sure. I think I wish. I wish she knew just how much of an impact she had on me, like how much she influenced me. How she's been my hero, and she still is my hero. So I wish I could tell her that. Yeah. I think she knows. It's awesome. I think to have a healthy lifestyle, and one of the ways is to be physically active. It helps us a lot on our path in our, in our journey. Why? Because it's where you leave all your stress, or you feel more energy. You feel like you have more security. It keeps you so much working out and being just like creating healthy lifestyle. Because when you work out, you eat better, or you worried about body in a different way in your mind, and it's just a cycle, a healthy cycle. Yeah, I mean, I'm a better person for it. Working out, like moving. You know, I don't just, you know, even beyond the gym. I, I but when it's the summer, I'm always biking. I'm running a lot outside through the park. There's a park right where I live, so I run a lot. Like I try to run a couple of times.
times a week. I can't run too often, otherwise I lose too much weight, but I'm outside as much as I can. I even bring my stalemates out to the park if possible. Which is my favorite part. Yeah. I love yeah. it. And I'm just a better person for it. It's how I process things. It's how I get centered. It just clears my mind and all of a sudden anything that's weighing on me is, doesn't feel so bad by the end of it. You know, it always grounds me, it centers me. There's any quote that you would like to share with, you, with us? Your favorite quote? Oh, there is a quote actually. I, it can I, be I have, one or many. Uh, no, I don't have a lot written down, but I mean, I wrote, I did write one that I wanted to remember and it was from Eric Milan's book, Viking Ninja. And it's about, he, he calls it the term, the phrase is dense immortality. And what he says, it's a pursuit of a life rich with experience, so saturated with fascination and novelty that every day is a gem worth holding on to. And so what we seek is the physical strength, spiritual vitality, and mental rigor to fuel that sort of life. And so that's what Viking Ninja Training does for me. Love it. There's anything else that you would like to share with us uh, that you haven't mentioned? No, I think we covered quite a bit. Thank you so much for inviting me. This is my very first podcast. And like, thanks for thank having you. me. Thank, thank you, you so much for giving me your time and for sharing personal things and especially because it can impact other women and you can be inspiration to someone else thank you so much thank you so much if i can inspire one person then i'm I'm exactly well you are inspiring me so (laughs) great feel happy great thank you so much it's never too late to be happy and find what you truly like i encourage you to experiment and explore different workouts all what it takes is self-commitment and discipline the purpose is to move especially in this time when we spend lots of hours in front of computers and our screens with limited physical activity. Stay safe and healthy there. And remember, you can do anything you want. And until next time, truly yours. If you like this podcast, please go on iTunes or any other platform and give us five-star review. That would help me to reach out to more like-minded people and help more women to grow their businesses and assist in what they do. Thank you, and don't forget to smile.